Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Director Ryan Layson's latest film, All the World is Sleeping, follows Chama, who as a young girl in New Mexico strives to be different from her mother. Now in her 20s, she's found herself falling into similar cycles of generational addiction. This struggle threatens her balance as a mother to her own daughter. The film, again, is called All the World is Sleeping, and we're joined today by the director, writer, and producer, Ryan Layson. Ryan, welcome to Film School Radio. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Glad Thank to be you. here. Thank you so much. Very well done film. Um, it is a compelling story. It is a story that is going to be uh, on some level familiar to a lot of people who who watch it in terms of addiction, the issues surrounding addiction, poverty, class, race. There's a lot going on in the film. What inspired it? So basically the film, I mean, for me too, like the film is like about a person who's just trying to do what we all are trying to do, which is just make it day by day. You know, she, she's a mother who's trying to do the right thing for her daughter, who's also, you know, struggling with addiction. The film shows a life of an addict who also comes from generational addiction and asks the question of, you know, can she fight to not only save her life, but that of her daughters? I think the initial idea was to take a story that asks the audience to listen and to understand because characters like Chama, they are, you know, our mothers, our sisters, our friends, our neighbors, um, our family. And we don't know what someone else has been through until we walk today in their shoes. The film came about in a very interesting way. A nonprofit in New Mexico called Bold Futures, basically them and uh, producer Ian Simon reached out to me and asked if I would come to New Mexico and basically just for a couple months sit in and listen to these seven women's stories about their struggles with addiction. Each one of them fought and continue to fight against you know, their, their substance abuse and also come from lines of generational addiction. You know, I was fortunate enough to be able to listen to them and to like understand and hear their experiences, their trauma, their their families and all those aspects. And then they trusted me to go back and write a screenplay off of that. Going into a situation like that, where you're walking into essentially the real lives of people who are dealing with this, and this is very serious for all involved. uh, What was the thing that jumped out at you in terms of the people who were in this therapy? What jumped out at you? Was there something of a thread that through each of their stories or, you know, what are the characteristics that kind of jumped out at you of these people? Well, that kind of made the the script writing uh, aspect kind of interesting too, because it was basically being able to take all their different experiences and then composite it into like one story. So all seven of the, uh, the women, the mothers became the one character trauma in the film. And what I would do is like basically look at it as like a scrapbook of all their lives and be able to like take different moments and then kind of piece it together to create this one narrative. So the film is kind of like, yeah, a bunch of memories kind of popping in and out of life that like share one long story. So let's talk about Chama in terms of where she's at in her life when we meet her in the film. Again, to going back to the idea of like scrapbook and memories, it's the, since the story is told in like a non-linear uh, type of way, we're able to basically see 
and hear what she's feeling and what she's kind of going through in each aspect of her life. So the, the film picks up in, I guess, in a point of trauma's life where she's trying to, you know, maintain for daughter. She's going out for like a new job interview. She's trying to do everything she can to try to like make it work. But she's also up against the defense of like the idea of the duality of addiction. So it's, you're making the choices, but your body also is trying to make choices for itself too, with the craving and with the desire to use. You start the film with seeing her like in the middle of this fight between, you know, what she needs to do and what uh, the addiction wants her to do. And the thing about that is these relationships with people who have addiction issues are there. You see these broken relationships. We see the relationship in her own family and how fracturing of those relationships become something of another barrier, another hurdle to, to clear in your attempts to try to get free of these of the cycle of addiction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we see that there. And, and also, it is about class. I mean, she does not possess the means because she can't get a job. She comes from a poor background. And the opportunities there are so limited. And that's another thing that comes across in the film is just how limited the resources that are available that should be available. I don't know if this is, you know, a direct uh, intent of the film, but seeing the lack of opportunity that she has for some outside help is a part of the story. Yeah. Well, I think too, one of the biggest like issues when it comes to addiction too, like you said, is the lack of resources. You know, there, there's things in place to help, but I think as, as a society, we're kind of looking at, you know, the idea of kind of turning our backs or looking the other way of, as if we just sweep this under the rug and we don't have to deal with it, but addiction affects like one in five families. So it's something that like we as a society needs to actually take a look at and see what we can do to help more than what we're doing right now. I want to switch over a little bit to the filmmaking side of it. It looks beautiful at the cinematography. We'll get into that in a minute, but also you mentioned that telling the story through, through flashbacks and different, the different ways in which we, see her in different aspects and different times in her life. And and uh, what was that in terms of your decision as a filmmaker? Why did you why did you want to tell the story in that way? Well, I think what was kind of interesting about that, too, is being able to like open up the curtain behind the life of the character trauma and addict and see, you know, from, you know, her at birth all the way up until where she is right now. And with uh, the cinematographer, Michael Garcia, we want to kind of create this really like interesting aesthetic for the look of the film. So therefore, when we are seeing, you know, flashbacks, we're seeing it kind of as photographs. So the older her memories go, the more faded the photographs look up until, you know, like the, the present where we catch up to, you know, the actual like look of the film. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a beautiful look. And again, let you mention Michael Garcia, your, your cinematographer, uh, just in terms of the filmmaking, there's a lot of, shading is that the word i'm looking for there's gradations in the look in different parts of the film um just the different lighting i guess is a better way to put it really has it enhances what what's going on in the story i just i, I like your choices and all that yeah and we even boil it down to like the points where like chama is sober when chama's using when she's like withdrawing and to be able to let the camera work also help the audience to feel how she's feeling in each of those moments yeah, it's beautifully done. It's also got a wonderful cast. 
Chama, along with Marissa Barrera, we have Jackie Cruz, who plays her friend Toaster, and the the guy from the uh, from the facility. What was his name? Oh, Jorge that? Garcia. Yeah, he was terrific. He was he's he's a character in the film that really kind of grounds her, and it, it there's it just brings a, a another flavor to the film. I really like the way that you were able to bring his character into it. Let's talk a little bit about just in terms of his performance because I really enjoyed what he did. Yeah, Jorge Garcia is such a delight to work with. And with casting his role, too, is he becomes, I guess, the closest confidant to Melissa's character, Chama, as we get into the second half of the movie. So it's funny, an actor that could bring that warmth and kindness to the, the role of Nick, and that could also go toe-for-toe with Melissa, especially during that part of her character's journey. She's at a very turbulent, conflicted road. So just seeing those two together kind of play off each other was such a delight. Yeah, really, really worked well. Well, I want to let people know that the film is opening on March 17th, and you can go to alltheworldissleeping.com. That's where you can find out more about it. It's also being released through Gravitas Films. It's another platform you can go to. But I would suggest going to alltheworldissleeping.com as your first option. Is that that a good place to start? Yeah, it's a great yeah. spot. And let's talk a little bit about, uh, is it called Bold Futures? Yes, Bold Futures. And let's let's talk about the work they're doing, because I think it's important, because it does feel like the film is about something more, and, and this is part of that story. Yeah, so Bold Futures is a, a New Mexico nonprofit that does culture shift work by and for women and people of color. For this project, they want to do something that felt like, how do we reach a wider range of you know people to be able to look and understand the issues of addiction outside of, say, like New Mexico? And now to have all the world sleeping coming out in theaters on March 17th, now we can reach a whole wide range of people, you know, nationwide that can go into see this film in theaters or go rent it on video on demand and be able to like at least have a conversation about this that they might have not had otherwise. Again, go to All the World is Sleeping and just uh, there's also a link to Bold Futures as well. So if you're interested in finding out more. So you can go and you can check it out and see the work that they're doing as well. So, yeah, my congratulations on not only a, a wonderful story in the sense of we spend time with these characters. Uh, what I really appreciated about the way that the film is told is we get to know what's going on with her, with Chama. And, and then we see the interaction she has with a lot of different people in her life. And again, um, just a you know, sensitive as well as uh, just, just just well done, a, a deeper understanding of it. Uh, the film has also done very well on the film festival circuit. And we, I'm just going to run off a few here. The New York HBO Latino Film Festival winner of best film, also at Los, Las Cruces International Film Festival at one best film, grand jury prize, a number of awards. What was that like? as a filmmaker going to through this process yeah the film festival circuit's always fun uh what made this experience different was we jumped into it right at the end of the pandemic mm. so it was during that period where like a lot of film festivals either weren't open or were just hybrid or online and we really wanted to make sure that this film was seen with an audience you know on the biggest screen possible so we waited and waited and waited until we got to a point where like festivals started opening up and to have our premiere in New York at one of like the first New York uh, festivals that actually had it open to the public was such a great experience. We had an amazing turnout. 
incredible reactions from the audience and then to be awarded best film not a bad way to cap it <laughs> not a bad way to go at all well you can look uh you can go online again to all the world is sleeping.com and my congratulations to you on your work not only as director but writer and producer as well and uh hope you come back and join us again when the, the next ryan Lason uh, uh project is ready for the world thank you absolutely we'd love to thank you You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Film School Radio.